Hello, sister. All right. Three, two, one. To the first ever episode of first You Would Totally Love This. Ever. And You Would Totally Love This podcast. You, you would totally love this. We are this. telling you, we love it. We haven't listened to it, I, we haven't done it. I love it already. I mean, it's so good. Uh, <laughs> my name is Trevor. I'm Nell. We are brother and sister. So um, you have known, I have known you your entire life. And you have known me most of There mine. is a portion of your life that I do not know. No. And you will never know. I will never know. I will keep that under wraps forever. I'm scared of it. You should be. Some <laughs> dark times. So the, the idea of this podcast, and I think I think this is universal, we have things that we love. Books, movies, music, etc. And whether it's we love it so much we want to share it with the world, or we want validation for loving it, the idea of this podcast is, it's not a competition, but somewhat of a competition of who knows who better where we're going to recommend things to each other, watch, read, listen to these things, and then talk about it to see if the person gets hooked on these things that we love. With the hopes that the other person loves it as much as we do. Right. Now, this, there's no trickery. We're not picking things that we know they'll hate. This is a legitimate, <laughs> we think they will love this thing, whatever it is, or it's this thing that is very personal to us. It means so much to us, and we want to share that with them. We became obsessed with. For sure. And it can, across the board, it could be a food. There could be something that we have, a recipe that we found that we think is amazing, and we think you would love this. Try it. We'll talk about you it. You would totally love this. You would totally love this. So the the first arc of this, because we're going to do a TV show first, is a show that my wife Shannon and I have been pushing you to watch. <laughs> I want to say since the show, maybe not since it started, but at least since second season. It does seem like a and very that is long time. Parks and Recreation. Which oh, I is, never knew. Is it just Parks and Rec or is it Parks and Rec? It's, the show is called Parks and Recreation. Everyone calls it Parks and Rec. Got it. Um, it's obviously it's a Michael Schur show. For those who don't, it's Amy Poehler. Um, eventually, starting second season, Adam Scott and Rob Lowe came in. Chris Pratt. Essentially, got his start as a as a. Is this face. pre Chris Pratt before he went and did? This is so you'll 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 see this, but this is fat Chris Pratt. <laughs> where and then all of a sudden going into I think the sixth or seventh season, all of a sudden he's very trim because he did Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. <laughs> but Chris Pratt here is really where I mean he was a starring character Rashida Jones. Also, I think she yeah. went from The Office. I think she had her own. Show that didn't quite work, and then she went back. Michael Schur also did was the it, Was it coinciding with the office? Were they shooting at the same time that she was? There might have been some crossover, but she had left the office by that point. And the idea I originally, I believe, was that it was going to be an office-type show, but with Amy Poehler. And you'll oh. see as it goes in. So it's the one camera with Amy Poehler talking to the camera. Um, now, in the office, again, we'll get into it. The office, that becomes part of the show. Right. With the camera operators. It's it's a show within a show. They're doing a documentary of right. a small company in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Scranton! Joe Biden. Um, <laughs> the, they, so I think that was the original idea to kind of do something. They kind of veer away from that in Parks and Rec. And it becomes more of a, not a traditional sitcom. There's no uh, laugh track. 
it's still hilarious. Um, but it, but it you're becomes, not aware of the camera. I mean, you're aware of it, but it's, it's not a thing. It's less. Got it. It's much less. Okay. It's much less. Okay. But you have started to watch this show a few times. Yes. And have a couple never, years ago. And it's not hooked you yet. No. How, how, how far into the show did you get? Or how far into season one did you get? I think my husband Chandler and I watched it. I think we only maybe did two or three episodes. But it was over the course of a little bit of time. So I think there was one time we tried consecutive nights where we did one episode and then the next episode. Um, but then we didn't watch anymore. Yeah. And then it just, and it wasn't because we were like, no, we don't like this show. It just melted into the ether and life went on. Sure. Now I will say, and this is with The Office too. I'll tell The Office story first. So big Daily Show fan. So Steve Carell on The Office, I'm in. I'm going to watch Steve Carell. So my wife and I, Shannon, and I watched the first episode of The Office and she bailed. She said, this is dumb. I don't like this. I'm out. I said, it's Steve Carell. I love this guy. I'll give it another chance. Episode two, because it was a little bit better. And so I told her, I said, it was a little bit better. Maybe come back for episode three. We were hooked episode three on. And we have now, she likes The Office actually more than I do. Um, but we have rewatched The Office multiple times. And I feel that Parks and Rec is somewhat similar in that our love of Parks and Rec has come from watching the whole series. Uh, not necessarily from the first the two first. episodes. And it's the building of the characters. Right. And the, it's always awkward. You're learning people. You don't know them. Do I like this person? Do you don't... I do remember in the first... And it was a long time ago that sure. I watched it. So I don't remember the details. But I remember feeling that... And I think you and I share this of... That, that cringe thing where it felt like maybe some of the characters were making fun of some of the other characters. Yeah. And I, I start to just like, oh, yeah. i got to go to the kitchen and uh, right. get that bowl of so ice So that cream. is one of the reasons I do not like The Office as much yeah. as... Chan does because it gets to those cringe moments and I cringe. Like, I'm so sorry for you, human. Yes, I check out. <laughs> and so again, I think, again, Michael Schur, who's a genius. I hear he's the nicest human in the world. Which makes One it even better. One of them. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a phenomenal show. The Good Place, amazing show. Probably the best series finale that I've ever seen. I still get choked up just thinking about it. I mean, Aww. it was so good. So that he must was freaking hard for that show to have a good season. I mean, just because people oh, are so, I, yes. people seem to be so invested, and and it's such a, it seemed like such a crazy world to create and, and to, it, to yeah. wrap it up in a satisfying way. It's interesting. I hear, like you ask people about Lost, and there seems to be two different camps. The series <laughs> yeah. finale sucked. It was great. You just don't understand. Right. Uh, I liked it. I don't think it was a. It was great. You didn't understand. I, but I enjoyed it. It made me cry, and I thought there was some closure, and it was interesting. But, yeah, interesting. you know. I have yet to hear a bad thing or yet to read a bad thing about the series finale of The Good Place. Wow. That's yeah. impressive. Which is, I think, the mark of a great ending. I mean, like, that's like Bob Newhart. I felt show like when, what's style. the, the Game of Thrones ended, every, like the whole world oh, they lost their was angry for, yes. <laughs> and I was like, what is happening? Yes. Everybody's yeah. angry. Yeah. 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 That's hard to do. That's it's impossible to do. Because you're, you know, you think of Seinfeld, quote, thought of the greatest sitcom of all time. The series finale was, eh, right. it was fine. Now, one of the only shows that I have, I, there are a few shows that I've watched Pretty much all of it, not the whole full thing. And one of them was The Americans. And I felt like I won't say anything. Right, because I've yet to watch yeah, that. To watch might, that might be coming that up. That might be coming up. And, and you would totally that, love this. The last shot of that show, I well, the last 
part of that show, I, I thought, I thought, wow, they did a, they you, it. yeah. Yeah. You did not poop the bed on that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a good I, job. I get it because, again, everyone has their own different ideas of different shows. And, and I'm thinking, again, well, we're going to watch it. I, Parks and Rec, I don't – I think I like the series finale. It was, But that's not what you remember about it. I don't. I think but Parks and Rec, what I like about Parks and Rec is that it just makes me feel good. And uh-huh. the, to your cringe – Michael Schur was, I think he was a, a writer on The Office, and then he became the showrunner, and he, he played a character on it, but then he, he created, he was Moe's, he was um, um, Dwight's brother, or Dwight's cousin, he was a relation to uh, Ray Wilson's character, but he was a weird Amish looking dude, who, <laughs> I don't think he ever said a word in the, but he was just on where he'd be honest, like, look, the camera would look at him, and he'd do something weird and run away, which is very funny. That's funny. Um, but the cringeworthiness is not as much there with Parks and Rec. I find, and I, you know me, that I hate cringiness. I think it's not that whatever empathy bone was right. put into our bodies, it's, and it's too strong. It's, it's way too, too strong. strong. Michael Scott is—it's oh. too much. When I see him going down a road, I go, "Oh God, this is going to be awful." Sad I don't get that. I've, I've I've never felt that with Parks and Rec. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Did you feel that? Well, and again, I can't remember what it was in the first episode. I just remember the feeling of like, is this gonna? There is again. I think. I think there was kind of a sense of, and maybe because he was coming off of the office, it was they're almost recreating the office, but in a different. So they're, setting. Trying, they're getting their group. They're, they're like, getting their group. And I, my their... my guess is through the course of the first couple episodes, they just realized this is a different show. Amy Poehler is a different person. Right. We don't need you know the, the difference between Michael Scott was. A bumbling sweetheart. Right. Who every once in a while would show that he knew what he was doing. Right, right. What you'll see from Leslie Nope is that she's a sweetheart. She's not really bumbling. She's incredibly smart. Well, that's what I remember because, I mean, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm feeling work in the nonprofit world sometimes. And it's like, I felt like she had, that's what I, I don't remember the details, but I remember that she was like, I'm doing good things that everyone was kind of. Not teasing her about it, but... her um, The issue with her seemed to be... They, but that they leaned into was that she took her job seriously. She was the epitome of... She's earnest. No small parts, right. just small actors. Right. She was whatever part she had. She's working in Parks and Rec. To her, she's the president of the United States, and that's the effort she's going to put into this. Right. Where everyone else said, this is kind of a job, I'm just here. And, you know, and, she would, and it's their journey of her kind of bringing people together. and do, So she is... She's trying so hard. Trying so hard. She's earnest. And that's where she kind of stumbles. Yeah, right. I see. And I think they, so my guess is they were kind of going the Michael Scott route first, mm-hmm. but then realized, well, she's too good at this. She's not bad at her job, <laughs> right, so it right. doesn't, that doesn't really work. <laughs> so then they kind of shifted um, subtly, actually. I don't, I don't recall, and again, I've, it's been actually a couple years since we've watched no, it's been one year since we watched. What am I talking about? We last watched this last year. What is time? COVID has erased I, all I time. <laughs> Two weeks ago feels like a day ago. I don't understand. Um, it was subtle. It, it just, all of a sudden, you kind of realized, oh, there's a different tone. And then there's a completely different tone you'll see when Rob Lowe and Adam Scott come into the show. Oh, interesting. And that, to me, really just brings Rob, it all together. I feel like Rob, I've never actually watched a show with Rob Lowe in it. But my swing, you never saw? Well... Not, and then, I mean, I was, you know, saw like an episode here, an episode there, but I remember the feeling, and I don't know this, I just feel like anytime Rob Lowe is added into a show, everyone loves it a little bit better. Is that true? Does he? I, yeah. It's hard to say no. I, I'm is he to like think. a weird special sauce? He might be. <laughs> it's like a weird. 
I think it's what I think it's nice to see, and if I'm thinking about it, he's such a good looking guy. <laughs> it's nice to see him be silly uh-huh. and in parts of that he's very smart and very accomplished ah. but he's also ridiculous in his own kind of weird sweet way what is he is so he, what is he in West Wing he's a, a he's the Aaron Sorkin in wrestling he's a oh that's right that's right he's, okay. and it was supposed to be his show I mean that was supposed he was supposed to be right. the person right um, and then it obviously blew up and everyone became famous and you know um, so he's, know, he's, a, he's a fast talker He's a fast talker, literally. He says, you know, but it's, he's great. And, and, and I guess it's nice to see good-looking people kind of do silly things and not right. take themselves too seriously. And he seems, from interviews I've heard, he seems like a guy who doesn't take himself too seriously. But that, I think that's when the show really fully hit its stride. Mm. And I think that was beginning of season two. Oh, wow. I think. Interesting. I think. So, like I said, I, I get the... First two episodes don't quite grab you. You're getting to know people. Totally understand. I don't think we were, we kept watching, but I don't think we were really, oh my God, this is the greatest like, show ever. I think now I'm waking looking up back, thinking about it. I'm going right. to sleep thinking about looking it. Looking back on it now, we're, oh my God, it's the greatest show ever. I mean, we, I remember we watched uh, the first two episodes of Man of the High Castle. Oh. And, and. I tried that. We, yeah. And then we looked at each other and said, do, do you want to start season, episode three? And we said, I mean, we could just watch Parks and Rec again. <laughs> And so we just wanted something happy and we wanted to feel good. And that's what Parks and Rec does. You just, you root for everybody. They're all, they, they, in their own way, they're working hard and they're trying to become better people and they're interesting and they're fun. The show is hilarious and it's just, it's sweet. It makes you feel good. You look, especially looking at a show about government workers. Right. It makes you feel like, oh, here are the people. Right. (laughs) percent. But here are the people and you actually see they foretold the Trump election with Paul Rudd, but you'll see um, That's crazy. Yes. Also, could Paul Rudd plead the air president right now, even if he's playing a douchebag? You know, he's another one like Rob Lowe. Whenever he comes into something, it becomes that much better. That's true. He's just good in everything. That's true. And he's also Benjamin Button. I think he's aging younger. <laughs> I do, right? That's true. Like, if you look at a picture from him from Clueless to now, they're exactly the same. Only maybe younger. Yes. <laughs> in fact, because he looked a little crusty back then. Yeah, because he was, he was the old guy in that group, right? She was the <laughs> high schooler. He's dewy. There's something dewy. A little about. weird about him dating a high schooler. That's fine. It's cool. But yeah, now it's it's bizarre. But anyways, it's, it's so the show is phenomenal. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to have you fully dive in because I do expect, knowing who you are, mm-hmm. knowing... You are a feminist. Seeing Leslie Nope in action and seeing how accomplished she is and how good she is and how smart she is and how she doesn't face, you know, any challenge, she faces it down head on. They deal with misogyny. They deal with racism to a degree, but misogyny for sure. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, it's phenomenal. It's also, it's funny and sweet. And I expect that you will love it. Wow, that was a that was a good sell. Right yeah, <laughs> don't let me down, Parks and Rec. <laughs> well, don't let, let me down because a little joy would. Uh, I could use yeah, a little joy. That's the thing, and, and, and my wife and I are. My wife fought me on Brooklyn Nine Nine for a long time. She finally started watching with me in June, and we have cranked through. I think we're um, middle of season six. I mean, she is in love with that show for the same reason. It just makes you feel happy. It's just fun. And it, ha- it sounds like there's meat to it. Too. I mean, there's that, meat to it. And then it's, there's some real rich yeah, it's interesting portrayal. And I think with Parks and Rec, too, and actually maybe more so with Brooklyn Nine-Nine because of issues with police, every once in a while, 
they'll, the episode will focus on an issue that is that cops are dealing with or that people are dealing with cops. Huh? And then throughout... How deep, how deep do they go? I mean, did, did they tackle... I guess they haven't filmed yet. But, I mean, were they tackling things apparently, in the last... How many years has it been running? This is going to be the eighth season, I believe. So it should... Did it, does it go, you know, full on? A little bit. I mean, certainly racism. They deal with um, kind of stop and frisk. They deal with... And it's, it's in... Yeah, correct. correct. Misogyny they certainly Sorry. deal with. And, and the kind of the Me Too movement, they kind of... They deal with that. Hmm. Um, and they have... Um, said that they've scrapped two episodes from season eight because uh, of the protests okay. and they're going to tackle that somehow. Which will be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to shows in general, but really interesting yeah. to see how Brooklyn Nine-Nine does it. Because again, they do it with, there's comedy involved and how do you make something so intense right. funny? I, I do not envy them that role. Or, I mean, what an amazing thing to try to tackle. For sure. Know, and actually For sure. talk about it in a real way while also being true to your show. For sure. And Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine-Nine both, I mean, I don't think they either show got amazing ratings, but I think their fans were so intensely in love with both mm. of those shows that that's why Parks and Rec was able to go the full, I think, seven seasons it went. And that's why Brooklyn Nine-Nine, when Fox kicked it away came back because there was such, you know, NBC realized there was so much love for this show that they brought it back. Wow. Um, and I think that's just the office, the American office, not the British office, the office, the good place, all the, the Michael Schur shows, they just, right. they make you feel good. Yeah. You yeah. feel, you laugh, sometimes you cry, but you, in the end you just feel happy about the world. Right. You're brushing your teeth. You're like, okay. Yep. And they're 22 minute episodes. You're not thinking about the email that. Nope. <laughs> nope. You don't want to send. Nope. <laughs> so the structure of the show, as we have hammered out, is that we will watch episode by episode. Um, at the end of each episode, I will ask you if you're hooked. <laughs> um, and once you get hooked, because I fully expect that you will get hooked at some point. It might not be. It might not be. My guess is, if I'm going to put money on it, the middle of season two. The middle of season. That's two. when you will get when 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 Rob Lowe and Adam Scott come in. Uh huh. That's when I expect you will get hooked. Okay. Okay. That is my expectation. I'm going to put that in my head will, and then let it go. I think you will enjoy it. Again, you'll get the first couple episodes. You'll get to know people. You will enjoy season one, but season two. That's when I, I'll start so. caring about the characters. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's my guess. And then once you do get hooked, we'll keep watching. And I'll ask you if you're still hooked. <laughs> and at the end of the series talk about it we'll talk about each show we'll talk about what we liked what we didn't like and then you'll be on it'll be basically like a, a book club and you'll get to pick the next thing that, dun, dun. that we watch listen to read eat, eat. smoke well maybe not smoke but mm. we got kids involved it's <laughs> PG In the, yeah well now I'm already thinking about what I want you to watch but it's a long show it is I mean this is seven seasons so okay. this is going to take us a while okay. to get through but you know we have some time right now because <laughs> Time I mean, I'm watching groundhogs out the window. It's literally Groundhog Day. I mean, you've literally, I mean, what a metaphor for the life that we are leading right now. That is, now let's see what this groundhog is eating today. Is it our basil? I don't know. Are we Are we getting six, two more months of COVID? Who knows? That's what the groundhog is going to tell us. Oh, that was a dark joke. And I feel, I feel bad about it already. So anyways, we hope you enjoy. You would totally love this. We are, I am excited to share the things that I love with you. I'm excited to share the things that I love with you, and I'm excited to experience the things that you love. Yes. And honestly, I'm excited to learn. We live on different coasts. 
we text, we talk every, you know, maybe not every day, but, mm-hmm. but consistently I'm, I'm excited to learn more about you and what you have grown to like that maybe I didn't see as we were growing up together. Since the time when we were attached by our hips. Yeah. Since the time when you wanted to marry On me. On big wheels. Yes. And I wanted to marry you. And I, we came back from England and I went up to people in Florida and said, can I have a go? <laughs> and they looked at me and said, oh, what is wrong with this kid? That Ooh. child. Oh, child. <laughs> so, anyways, next episode will be episode one of Parks and Rec. We'll break it down. We'll talk about what we liked, what we didn't like. And uh, we'll go from there. And by the end, I expect you will love it. All right. Well, here we go. Challenge thrown. Challenge accepted. <laughs>